This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Sean Dustin. He's the host of the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Thanks for joining me today. How's it going, man? How are you? Good. Thanks for stopping by today. So tell me a little bit about your journey. Where did you get started and kind of how did you get to the 2019 you? All right. Well, probably uh, we'll start back when I was a kid. Um, you know, I, I grew up in an abusive household. I was a latchkey kid, so I had no supervision or no discipline from the third grade on until I left the house. Um, I was in and out of schools and, and living situations. I, I made an attempt to live at my dad's. That didn't work out. My parents split up when I was about five years old, so moved over to my uncle's. That didn't work out. Uh, ended up in a group home after I got uh, locked up in probably about 15 years old so we're going to skip over that part right there and, and move into uh you know, when i was in sacramento that's when the, most of the trouble started uh so when i was in sacramento i was on meth and you know selling drugs and i was in the party scene out there with nightclubs strip clubs and uh raves and that's what i did uh tuesday through sunday uh just sold drugs and, and went to clubs and just kind of, you know, whatever it took for me to get out of actually having to have a real job, that's what I tried to do. And I stayed there for six years, met up with my first daughter's uh, mom, who's a stripper in Sacramento, and then we decided to move to Vegas. I uh, worked on and off there. Uh, like I said, had a daughter in 2000, split up with her, lost parental rights, Last time I actually saw that daughter was uh, 18 months old. Um, I hooked up with a stripper after that, uh, was working at a strip club in North Las Vegas, got back on meth, started selling it, got involved in all kinds of criminal activities, um, led a kind of a crime ring out there, uh, heavy drug use, ended up getting raided. They let me out three days later, I went on the run. And then, uh, Went on a run and finally got arrested in 2004, uh, convicted in 2005, got released after five years or three years doing time in uh, state and federal prison. Uh, moved back to the Bay Area where my mom's in Pinole. I struggled with uh, PTSD from prison. In 2007, uh, got into the union Hit the uh, Great Recession in 2008. Uh, unemployed, back on meth. Went AWOL from my marriage at the time. My life ended up doing credit card fraud. And this time I did, uh, I was on uh, parole from the federal system. And I ended up doing a 90-day violation. Went into a men's drug rehab for 90 days. Got another violation. Um, went to a facility called R Triple C in Elk Grove for 
for 90 days. And at this point, um, I'll start getting into a little bit more of what happened because at this point, it's kind of when I realized that, for lack of a better word, um, my leadership potential and how wherever I end up, I always end up in sort of a leadership role, whether it's criminality, you know, doing crime, whether it's job, wherever I end up going and even in jail. So, uh, when I went and did this 90 day, uh, deal at R triple C, so I'm, I'm pretty dark all right, as far as complexion goes. But I'm 69% European, which means I'm mostly white. But to, to look at me, you would immediately think that I was Hispanic or um, Latin in descent. So it, it's really confusing to people. And it was confusing to me growing up as well. So what happened when I was at this place, um, if you're anybody that doesn't know what it's like being in jail or prison, every race as a person who is the representative for that. So if you're white, you got somebody that represents your side. If you're black, you got somebody that represents your side. And when I was in this particular situation, I ended up becoming the leader of the white guys. This dark ass dude, I mean, not really dark, like I'm not black, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm darker complected and, and definitely the more time I spend in the sun, the darker I get. So you got this guy leading these white guys and it was just such a weird thing to me. But it also, it, it, it made me realize that, hey, you have a, a kind of like a, I wouldn't say it's a gift, but it's like a knack for constantly putting yourself in leadership positions, doesn't matter where it is. And so when I ended up getting out and finishing that is when I kind of, that was like 2010. So I started turning it all the all around then. I got tired of actually disappointing everybody, disappointing myself, always in situations that were chaotic and just basically just not a, not a good person, not somebody who I would want any of my daughters to date, not somebody who my parents could be proud of, not somebody that I respected. I looked in the mirror. I never, I didn't think, dude, you're a good guy, man. Fucking good things are going to happen to you. I, that never crossed my mind. So what ended up, I think in 2007, like I said, I got into the union. I barely was able to stay in the union through all of this stuff that was happening and these violations and everything else. They let me back in. From that point on, um, I just started having making small goals for myself and achieving them, building up my confidence, building up my self-esteem. And all this was happening prior to that as well. But, it, you know, I was still using and I was still fumbling. When I, you know, two, 2010, it's just when I stopped doing the meth, I stopped hanging out with uh, the same kind of people that were involved in all of that. So I just changed the, the my... I don't know, the, the, the people that I was around that were, I don't know, more in line with where I wanted to go. So at that point, I'm, you know, in the union, I'm going to work it's, you know, 2015 now, uh, I go through my apprenticeship, I'm top of my class, 
all these little small victories that I'm making to build my confidence and to get my self-esteem up. I decided to get into the union as far as like the business part of it. So I got elected as a sergeant at arms, uh, did that for two years. I got, uh, when I turned out as a journeyman three months after, the, the one of the companies that I'd worked for and I spent my apprenticeship at, they hired me as a superintendent general foreman, which is basically the highest you could possibly go um, in my in my trade, right? And this is three months out of apprenticeship school. So that's a pretty big accomplishment. I don't I don't think that'll ever happen again because hindsight, I didn't help myself. I, I should have just turned that job down taught me how to, to do a part of a job that you're not supposed to get to until like you've spent 20 or 30 years in the trade. I managed to do it very quickly and it showed, you know, I, I, there was a lot of things that I didn't know. I relied on a lot of people. I mean, I had, you know, luckily I could, I could figure out how to get the job done and do what I needed to do by, by talking to other people that I'd worked for in the past and they helped me out. But it is not what should have happened. Um, I, all I did was basically hurt myself instead of help myself because I, if, if I had not taken that job and done what I was supposed to do, I would you know, be more skilled as a, as a journeyman in that craft. Instead, I learned how to run manpower and ran how to do uh, um, you know, business type of stuff and, and running, running uh, office, and just not learning the things that I should have. So that ended up going away. I brought in the wrong person. Um, I was inexperienced. Uh, it lasted for about 18 months. Taught me a lot, but it also, it also helped me. It hurt me a lot. So after that, I uh, went back. I mean, that was a, that was kind of an eye-opening experience. And it also tied into one of the problems just because I wasn't using drugs. Other issues that you have that manifest itself in, in other areas in your life. So with me, it was anger. So part of why I got let go from that is I didn't deal with things in the, in the, in the correct way. I was still kind of dealing with those in the, with the street mentality and, and like the prison mentality bringing that into a workplace, which was, you know, most people just don't know how to deal with that. And so that started showing up and it, and it showed up every, every once in a while. It was something I was never dealing with. I would just push it away or consequences would happen because of it. I would ignore it and, and just try to not, not deal with it. <laughs> so we're in 2015 now. Decided to to you know make a complete change, and all of these small accomplishments are playing a big part in that. And I get in as a uh, I get elected as a business, not business, but a uh, uh, executive board member and a trustee for my local. And I've been doing that for the last two years. Along the way, I mean, I've just been doing all kinds of other stuff. I just my risk versus reward. I talk about this a lot in my podcast because this is kind of how what helps me to put things in perspective by not doing the right thing. And 
and look at it as a risk versus reward factor. What am I risking? What is what are my rewards? When I didn't have anything and I didn't you know, have anything to lose, my risk was very low and the reward of, of getting high and, and doing stupid stuff was a lot higher. Now that I have a daughter and you know a lot of things that I, I risk losing, the reward for doing stupid stuff is now a lot lower. So, you know, I mean, I guess I could look at it as right or wrong, but my mind just doesn't work like that. So, and somebody chastised me at one time. They're like, well, I just don't understand. You know, you should be looking at things right versus wrong. Like, you know, not everybody's built that way. So, and I'm definitely not built that way. So I have to find hacks in order to trick my mind or figure out ways around me being in my own way all the time. And so basically, what, let's fast forward to today. All of these things that I've been doing along the way, and it's not a, it's not a fast process. It's a slow process. You know, anything in life that's worth doing or worth having is not going to come quickly. You know, society we're so used to having everything so fast that nobody wants to put, put the work into doing anything anymore. And so I I don't know. Uh, I'm on a trajectory now to possibly be a business agent for my local. I started this podcast. I have a, uh, I'm a licensed drone pilot. So I do uh, real estate photography for uh, agents, real estate agents and listings. And I just, this podcast is basically um, my attempt at trying to right a lot of the wrongs that I did in my life, figure myself out help other people at the same time uh, by bringing stories like my story and other stories like, you know, from PTSD to weight loss to whatever the bottom is in your life that you've dealt with or that you've struggled with or you know, any problem that you had. I want to hear from those people and, and, and figure out how they got through it. Um, I talk to, you know, other people in between things that I'm interested in, like things that I'm currently struggling with. I have a, a interview set up with a anger management host of a podcast. I want to know about, you know, my anger and how do I deal with it? So, I mean, basically this is a journey. This podcast is a journey for me and the people that are listening to it because they get to kind of follow along as I figure out my situation, my life and how I'm progressing forward. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. And then, like you said, everything's a journey. And in uh, 2019, people just see the results and want that instant gratification and don't necessarily see all the, the stumbles and all the pivots and the heartaches and the failures to get to the point where somebody is. So I try to do that as well, creating a platform and helping people get their stories out of the things they went through to get to where they are now and obviously a person is constantly improving and constantly changing so it, it's an everlasting ever-changing uh, traje trajectory and people look at it like okay I have a goal I'll reach that goal and I can go retire and sit on a white sand beach they're gonna end up getting bored or not happy and not satisfied with how they got there yeah well, well the thing that I had to uh to figure out for myself is like, how do I find meaningful connections 
in a in a life where you know because i'm pretty busy i mean most of my day is consumed with you know at least 11 hours of it is, is my job and commuting and i have my daughter monday through friday from three to six sometimes five but most of the time it's three to six so to do this podcast i have 30 to like 10 10 30 you know four hours to fit in either doing interviews putting uh putting, you know, editing stuff to put shows out and also trying to find a way to, to go to the gym because that's something that I need in my life as well. So, I mean, there's just really not a lot of time in my life right now to do the things that I need to, like to, to address all the things that, I, that I'm trying to do. And so I'm, I'm really having to step back a little bit and reevaluate that's a big part of, of being successful and in, in, in doing these journeys is that you have to be willing to take a look at yourself, take a look at what you're doing and make adjustments. You know, just because you're getting close to a goal, you still have to readjust and like, okay, well, I'm getting close, but I mean, what am I lacking? What's, what's, going, what's going on over here? I mean, it's a constant, um, it's a constant, thought process and, and where you're going, especially if you've, if you've gone through stuff like I have or have, have been through um, anything really that's helped shape your life in a negative direction. And you're trying to change that direction and your mindset and your thinking and everything else into a more positive, uh, constructive path. No, I agree. And that's the direction that I'm coming from as well. So what motivates you to succeed in 2019? What's kind of your guiding compass? Uh, well, I think the base of it was, um, because I've always known that, that my story was, was kind of unique in the way that like there's so many hallmark channel things that have happened in my life. You know what I mean? From losing, from, from losing my cut, losing, parental rights to my first daughter, which I still haven't uh, connected with, you know, she's 19 now, to my current daughter uh, and trying to figure out how to raise her in a, in a, you know, in a better way to, yeah, just like all, all these different things that I've been through that I kind of draw from to push me forward. And I always keep in the back of my mind that, look, Keep your ego in check, right? Because for me, I my ego can can definitely come out and try to take over and control everything. So if I just do things from a helping perspective and get my ego out of the way, so like everything that I do is about helping other people now and really not focusing on myself. Like my show, I, I try not to get in the way of when I'm doing interviews and, and not interjecting too much of my own stuff in it because when I do these guest spots I mean, that's when you know I have the opportunity to express myself and what what my issues were and, and these are what are going to help other people I don't know it's just a it's, it's a crazy um podcasting and, and and just kind of where I'm at right now is just so new even though it's old it's still really new because People are still trying to figure out ways that they could use it. Constantly different, popping up different ways of how to use podcasting in 
uh, mediums and, and different platforms. No, I agree. And I think the uh, audio medium is, is superior in the sense that audio is the only thing you can do while truly multitasking. Like you can't drive and, you know, read or look at a picture or watch a video, but you can put, you know, on your Bluetooth, a podcast and listen to it and get value out of it or do something like work out at the gym and listen to a podcast. So it's truly superior in that sense. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're going back to a medium that was the beginning of, of all the mediums. You know, our, our grandparents were, you know, and families, you know, 40, however long ago, you know, the, that TV started before that everybody gathered around the radio and they listened to it. It's just, it's just crazy how everything tends to circle back around in life. Everything cycles. Yep. I agree. So what's one thing that you may have had as a, a flaw that you saw a flaw in yourself that you've taken and rebuilt and use it to your advantage today? Oh, that was a good one. Um, and I had a little bit of trouble with this one trying to figure it out. I never really thought about it in that way. Um, but I, I think the best way for me to explain this one is in the past, I've always tried to find ways of getting out of working or, or allowing myself to be as lazy as I wanted to be and not have to worry about anything. However, that manifests itself. Learning how to game the system. And so I think in, in that sense, I've just kind of learned how to turn it around and make it into something that can work for me instead of against me. So the best way to explain that is like podcasting, right? So you take this and, and like you have an idea or you have something that you're trying to do, like a promo thing you want to do. A lot of this is just throwing darts. You throw darts here, you throw a dart over there, you see what sticks and you kind of mold what you need to do in that way versus to kind of narrow down your targets. I used to do that as well when I was trying to figure out in different situations, like when I was uh, doing carding, so that's like doing credit card fraud, when I would you know, press out my own cards and, and, and do the numbers and then try and code the back. And in and, and that same sense, it was sort of the same way because you would have to go into different stores, you'd have to go into different places and you're throwing darts and you're seeing what sticks with what it, what it is that you're trying to put out there. So I just sort of figured out a way to twist it around and make it work for me. Um, my skills as a natural leader, um, you know, that's where I constantly gravitate to. Instead of leading people in a direction that was beneficial for me, I want to lead people in a direction now that's beneficial for humanity. You know what I mean? And I take myself out of the equation. At some point, yeah, this if all this stuff takes off and does what it, it, it may do, you know, after five, 10 years, because it's not a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, you know, and I'm finding that out while, as I'm watching my uh, downloads through the analytics that it's not quick. And you can see those darts that are sticking because your, your listener, listenership pops up. If, if one of those, if one of those ideas that you have stuck and you've got like 15 listeners off that one promo, you can kind of find out where it is. So I'm just using all the things that, that I did in the past that were 
not not beneficial to me and caused a lot of uh, negative consequences. I just figured out how to twist those around and turn them into more positive ways of dealing with things. Yeah, and I think with leadership, there's not, I don't think enough true leadership that's kind of like selfless. So oftentimes it's it's management versus leadership. So if you're in a authority role or even if you're not, you can be a leader if you're, you know, a janitor per se based on how you invoke and what you show to other people. And basically like myself in terms of leadership, I like to kind of jump in the trenches and do what I need to do to get the job done or succeed. So in that sense, I think leadership is truly important. And the idea of leadership in 2019 is kind of this changing notion where for me, at least I want to leave a legacy and pass as much information and knowledge along from my experiences and what I've learned. So it's kind of uh, where I stand with that. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Um, it's uh, and I, so I used to say to people that, you know, oh yeah, I'm an alpha. And when I, I actually would mean that I'm a leader. So I guess in 2019, if you say you're an alpha, that's like a red flag for something. I don't know. I, it, that's kind of awkward to me because when you think of a leader, you think of you know, leaders of a pack. You know, of animals. That's the alpha male. He's the one that's you know, doing all of the. You know what I mean? So I, I would have you know likened it to that. But you know, nowadays it's a bad a bad term to say you're an alpha. So I, I'm just a leader. I, I I tend to lead, and I like to be in the trenches as well. I think that the only way that anybody can lead, anybody follow them, is you have to be willing to engage in these activities, the areas that you're leading on your own. And that's really the only way to find out how to run your business anyways. You have to be in it. You have to be involved. You have to, to fail. You have to figure out all the mistakes that you've made and how you can streamline things a little bit more efficiently. You have to have gone through that. There's no way that you can plan for everything, especially in a business. You can't plan, you can kind of plan out the business to get the money for it, but the actual business is not gonna be the same one as you as you planned out because there's gonna be all kinds of different things that come up, stuff that, that happens that are gonna, that's gonna shape that business into what it is. And by being there in the trenches, you have a better idea of what your business is and how you can, you know, implement having other people and training them on doing what you need to do. I agree. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, either personal or professional? So there's, you know, the three industries that I, I, I've, I've gotten myself into, you know, which was a uh, mechanical insulator by trade, which is in the energy conservation uh, industry, uh, real estate, licensed drone pilot, uh, aerial photographer, um, and then a podcaster. So of these three industries, all of them kind of have similar type of things that are involved in them. And the advice that I can give is if you don't like to work, figure out a way to do something that doesn't feel like work and then figure out a way to monetize it or make money at it. Because at the end of the day, you know, which pushed me into podcasting in general is 
I didn't like doing the job that I currently have. It's not that I don't like doing it. Just my age is gonna keep me from doing, you know, being in labor, involved in labor, because I'm 45, I still got 20 years. So I had to start looking for other avenues to either continue in my industry, which is as a business agent, or get out of that industry altogether if that doesn't seem feasible. I can't make that goal, then I have a backup plan. So always have uh, goals and always have backup plans. I agree in having a plan to pivot or if you fail, fail quickly and then move on to the next thing and not sit there and just reminisce about what you could have done to you know, fix that situation because that situation is already in the past. You can learn from it, move on from it, whether it be you know switching careers or in a relationship or something with, you know, communication in terms of family and friends, it's pivoting and taking what you learned, even from a negative experience and then using it and harnessing it for something positive. Yeah. All of the, uh, all the magic in failing is in failing. You know what I mean? That's where all the good stuff is, man. And every, every time, every time you fail in life or you fail in, in, in something, it's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to, to figure out what you did wrong. And if this is something, is something that you want to continue, okay, well, what direction do I have to go now? What changes do I need to make? What do I need to adjust to overcome that, that obstacle and then proceed forward and then never make that mistake again? I agree. And in periods of kind of struggle or uh, hardship or failure, that's when ideas get refined and, and defined. That's when things get invented. That's where get, uh, companies get founded. So nothing ever happens in kind of like, you know, the, the ideal situation in terms of, I like using the analogy of a sailor. A sailor doesn't become a hardened sailor in calm seas. He has to go through the storms to, you know, become truly a great sailor. Absolutely. And then and, and to tag on to your analogy, when you're going in a long direction and you're at sea, all you got to do is make a small adjustment. And that small adjustment over time will end up taking you right where you want to go. Because when you make these huge adjustments, you know that you're going to have time, you know, you could overshoot it. So always make small adjustments, revisit, small adjustment, revisit, small adjustment, revisit. And just keep repeating that until you get to that goal. And eventually you'll get there. And sometimes it even happens faster than you even expect because once you're in it, you're stirring things up, you're stirring things up and the things that are going out, a lot more people are catching and shooting right back at you. Because at the end of the day, we're all just energy universe is what's what's running this thing we're just beings that are putting energy out into the world and you know depending on how good that energy is and how how much you're putting out really depends on what's coming back at you you have to be open to receiving what's coming back at you in order to kind of propagate where you want to go further it's really kind of crazy but when you start looking at things that way a lot more things start happening for you. I agree. And I think like there's only so many things you can um, control. So what is in your control, you can do to your best ability and position yourself to succeed and everything else 
will fall into place one way or another. Yeah, absolutely. You just have to trust, trust, trust yourself, trust the process and, and trust that as long as you're doing the right thing, the right things will happen for you. I agree. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you have going on? Absolutely, man. Uh, my podcast is called Nowhere to Go But Up. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and most uh, major podcast platforms except for iTunes because they make you wait for two months. So that'll be coming here soon. My Instagram is at Nowhere to Go But Up Now. My email is nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com. YouTube is nowhere to go but up. Faces in between the words. Twitter is at but up now. My Facebook, you can reach me on, is Sean Dustin. I have a Facebook group for the podcast, which is nowhere to go but up podcast. Groups in Facebook. I have a podcast page, which you can leave messages on each episode, which is nowhere to go, but up now.libton.com. And then last but not least, I started a Kickstarter campaign uh, to add video and uh, website and do some upgrades to equipment to allow me to go video. So go to kickstarter.com, search tab, and then punch in creating a personal development podcast. If you know, you listen to my stuff and you, you decide you want it to be a contributor. Uh, other than that, you know, that's, that's pretty much, uh, if, and if you don't want to, the easiest way actually to get to me is hit my Instagram page at nowhere to go, but up now. And then there's a link tree in my, in my bio, which will take you to most of these. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. And I wish you the best of luck with your podcast and, and all your endeavors. And you know, if you ever want to talk to me again, just hit me up and I'll be more than happy to help you. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.